a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bones. It's so easy to see why Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com is the trusted online source for everyone out there. Go check them out. And if you guys haven't checked out the Rocky Mountain ATV YouTube channel, go do that. I did a bunch of videos with the guys over there in the video department, and we created a ton of top five tips for technique and just little things that you may or may not need. Chances are you will, because if you're watching them, you will need them. But go check them out, Rocky Mountain YouTube channel. It's fun stuff. We just did a top five tips for seat bouncing, top five handlebar tips, Top five tips to get you off a concrete start. And there is even a top five tips coming about how to get your woman, your lady, your chick, your girlfriend, your wife involved into your riding. That's going to be a fun one. So go check them out, Rocky Mountain YouTube channel. Thank you, the guys over at Fly Racing. 2019 Supercross Series is about two and a half weeks away. Can't believe it's already here. Holy crap. But they are a title sponsor of the series. And, of course, they are a presenting sponsor here on the Kiefer Tested Podcast. The reason why is because their gear kicks ass. That's the only reason why. Well, and because they're cool people. They're very good people. So those two reasons why, you should go check them out, flyracing.com. Order yourself a set or two of gear over at Rocky Mountain. Tell them Kiefer sent you. Good stuff. Hey, and even if you don't ride dirt bikes, they got BMX stuff, snowmobile stuff, casual wear I got Heather some, she won't listen to this, but I got Heather some fly racing uh, casual wear coat, cute girl stuff. So, hey guys, go impress your chick. Go to flyracing.com, pick her out some stuff. Racetech, thank you, Chris, and everyone over at Racetech, Rob, for doing kick-ass suspension work and even engine modifications. So if you guys are looking for some rebuilds on your suspension, go check out racetech.com. You need some spring rates. You know, hey, I got a new Cowie. I don't know what spring to put in. I'm 225 pounds. Go to Racetech.com, and they can help you out. And of course, if you guys have any questions about these advertisers or anything else related to dirt bikes, heck, not even dirt bikes. I get a lot of questions about love and how to keep my chick involved. So email me, chris at keferingtesting.com. I will be working very hard to try to help you out. But I am taking vacation, guys. So just know today is my last day. I haven't taken a vacation in about three and a half years. So it's going to be nice. Christmas New Year's, just going to hang out in the family, not going to post anything, I'm not going to email, I'm not going to write any articles, do podcasts, I'm going to try to take about two weeks off, recharge, and we're going to hit it hard next year in January with a bunch of cool new things and a couple new advertisers, so new discount codes, all kinds of new stuff going on over here at Kiefer Inc., so good time, so thank you guys for supporting this podcast and everything I do over at KieferIncTesting.com. 
If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be up and moving. Trust me. We appreciate everyone that uh, gives us feedback and all the people that we meet at the track. And, of course, you guys always can come up to the van or wherever I'm at, ask me some questions, let's bullshit, talk about dirt bikes, love, life, whatever it is, I'm happy to talk. It's uh, it's part of my nature to do that. So i um, happy to help everybody out there. So thank you guys for joining me. Special holiday edition. I went out and uh, did a 250F project build test over this week. I have used this man, Chad, at XPR one other time I rode Justin Brayton's bike, and he is the engine builder for the Moto Concepts Honda team. Um, just some backstory on Chad for you guys out there. So as you guys know, I'm a big people person. Um, I'm not going to go, you know, just try any kind of bike. I got to get to know the company or the person behind what I'm doing. I like to know what I'm getting myself into, who I'm dealing with. Once again, as you guys know, none of these advertisers on here are not good people. Everyone on this podcast I believe in. I believe in their products. So I'm all about the person first and the product second. So if you have both of those, I'm all in on you. And uh, I'll do anything I can for you. So um, flashing back to Chad, I uh, rode Justin Brayton's bike. I didn't really know Chad that much. I got to talk to him a little bit when I was doing Justin's bike. And I like his demeanor. He's a pretty mellow guy. He's quiet. Um, I ask questions. He answers them thoroughly. He see, he, I can tell that he thinks about his answers. And what I like about Chad the most is uh, he doesn't talk about his work um, glowingly. And what I mean by that is he's not pounding his chest. He's not saying, look at my stuff. This is how good I am. Everyone else sucks. Screw that guy. He's not a good engine builder. Not one word comes out of his mouth like that at all. Nothing. I ask him questions. He answers politely, thoroughly, and I was really taken back by that because here in Southern California, we don't get a lot of that kind of shit. Um, there's only a few guys I trust as far as engine builders and tuners here in Southern California to do my stuff. It was If I was going to go pay my money, there's only a few of those in there. And after a couple times with Chad, I feel like Chad is in those very few people that I would trust with my own stuff. Um, just simply because I can tell that he cares about his work. He's not just throwing engines together and trying to sell them to get the money. Um, he actually wants to do good work and he actually wants you to be happy with your product, or, you know, your finished product. Because your businesses don't grow unless the customer is happy. And he gets that. And here in Southern California, ha, ah, man, it, it, it's tough. It's really tough to find that type of person. Uh, one, that's not full of himself. Two, that doesn't talk shit about everybody when they're not around. And I can respect that, and I appreciate Chad doesn't do any of those things. So um, Chad's from Canada. Maybe that's why he's you know, super mellow. Um, unlike Steve, <laughs> he's not. Steve is probably the most hyped-up Canadian that I know. Uh, but Chad is mellow um, and just seems like a, a genuine good dude. So um, that's why... I agreed to do this, you know, second project build with him and ride his bike. So he basically built up a 2019 KTM 250SXF for a customer that lives back east. The kid's coming up and being amateur supercross, the future supercross coming up in 2019. So the family decided, hey, we want to get a fast engine for our child. Our child, he might be a teenager, I have no idea. But um, 
and they sent the whole bike to Chad to build up. Now, this build wasn't um, a chassis build, okay? This is all about the engine. Yes, we could have got the suspension revalved and blah, 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 but this is going straight to the kid over back east. So I said, Chad, don't worry about the suspension. I'll run it stock because I'm used to that anyway on the bike. Just whatever you're going to do the engine, just build it, and I'll ride it and test it like that. Now, I haven't been on a 250 that much in about, uh, I would say, two and a half months. Um, I did some testing for Honda not too long ago, but basically just started getting back in the 250 swing recently because our 250 shootout is coming up, which is January 8th and January 10th. So getting on a 250, I was worried I was going to ride it like a 450. I was going to be lugging it, and I had to kind of you know, relearn how to ride a 250 again. So I show up to the track, and of course we shoot all the stills and get all that stuff out of the way. And um, The bike itself is unassuming. If you look at the bike, you're thinking, ah, whatever, it's a KTM 250SXF with a, a Kropovich, you know, muffler and and doesn't have really much bling to it, which, honestly, I'm all about that life. I like, um, what do they call it, a wolf in sheep's clothing. So this is basically what this bike looks like. It doesn't look like anything. You're, you're not going to pull up the track and go, holy shit, this guy must haul ass because his bike's all sick looking. Now, um, it's all underground, people. It doesn't look like it's a factory bike, but um, the engine performance that I'll I'll tell you guys about in a little bit is uh, pretty amazing. So, and I've ridden a lot of fast 250s in my day. Um, I've done a lot of development work on race team engines and and things like that. So, um, for me to be impressed is is kind of tough, and I get a lot of negative feedback from other tuners because I'm I'm pretty picky and and uh, I know what I feel on the track, and I relay that to them. And sometimes engineers don't like to hear that kind of shit. They don't like to hear their stuff sucks. So um, I was impressed by this bike. So just ripping down um, the list of, of parts that he has here, and I have my little list that I uh, made up from Chad. Um, he did some transmission treatment. He calls it the HST transmission treatment. Now, for those of you guys that have never ridden with... Um, a transmission that's coated or heated or or anything done up. Now the transmission spacing is the same; nothing's changed there, but it's treated. So what does that mean, Kiefer? Well, they go through a process where they tumble the gears, they make them super smooth, or the heat treating process, or whatever it is that they do. It makes the transmission um, gearing or shifting very smooth, accurate. Um, I don't feel any notchiness, and it just kind of frees up that transmission um, feeling when you're shifting. And what it also does is make the engine feel freer out on the track, which is, we'll get to that as well, which causes less engine braking, pitching. There's so many things that that can do, not just shifting buttery smooth, but it also makes the bike feel freer in the engine because there's less, um, uh, I guess you could say friction, involved in the transmission gears so he did do that he balanced the crankshaft which helps actually for you guys out there ktm husqvarna owners is huge if you uh do nothing else but just balance your crankshaft from your engine guy that should help vibration uh hugely on these bikes so every time i get off a japanese bike and get onto one of these ktm or husqvarnas uh, i feel a lot of vibration through my bars so balancing the crankshaft does help that 
Uh, he has a recluse nine plate clutch system, high compression piston, um, stage two ported head. He has custom copper valve seats. He uses Dell West valves, customized um, camshafts, you know, designed by Chad, a Vortex ECU. You guys know all about how excited I get on ECUs and Chad has his own mapping. He does all that stuff in-house. Um, and he ran an Akrapovich muffler. That's how you say it, okay? Akrapovich. It's not Akrapovic. It's Akrapovich. Trust me, I learned this at Dirt Rider when the owner schooled me on how to say his name right. So I learned hard and fast because I said the name wrong and he completely blasted me in front of my colleagues. I felt like shit, but he made me say Akrapovich about 50 times before we went to go eat lunch. So um, thank you for teaching me the right way. But that is how you say it. So you put that thing on there. And honestly, dude, it's hard-pressed to find anything prettier, any muffler prettier than an Akrapovich. These things are beautifully welded. The color that they turn and the titanium they use, man, is impeccable. It looks beautiful. I haven't had, um, I, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say I haven't had, had the best of luck, but Akrapovich mufflers are quiet. They're GP oriented. They're not very popular here in the United States. Um, they don't produce a shit ton of bottom end power, at least when I've tried them on stock engines. Um, but man, as far as uh, a work of art, Akrapovich is where it's at, man. They look bitchin'. They're expensive, but they, they, they uh, really look bitchin'. So basically, he did some engine coatings as well. Um, he has a custom clutch cover from Recluse. So there's some coatings in the engine. Well, we get to that feeling in a minute. <clears throat> but basically, this is kind of, I wouldn't say the most you can do. You, you probably could do more to the engine of this. But this is basically your six to $7,000 engine package. Now, before you just turn the podcast off and go, holy shit, that is insane. This this isn't for everyone. Of course, you're just an average Joe, 250 guy. You don't want to do this. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to do that. The stock 250 is fine. You can ride and have fun. If you're serious and you're racing and you want horsepower, this is where you go, okay? This is what you do. And horsepower costs money, okay? But what about performance, performance slash longevity, reliability on this engine? So I talked to Chad about Hey man, I'm an up and coming kid. I want a fast motor, but I don't want to rebuild this son of a son of a bitch every four hours. So what do you do? So he said this engine is good for a timeout of 20 hours. Which you guys go try to put 20 hours on a bike and tell me how long it takes you. It's a long time, especially for an engine of this caliber. So a really reliable engine that is very fast, but also lasts you 20 hours before you got to rebuild it. Now. Rebuilding doesn't mean you got to tear the whole thing down. Rebuilding means go check it out, um, check the valves, you know, see where the clearances are, maybe piston, ring, all that stuff. He doesn't use aftermarket rods on the KTM and Husqvarna's because they come with a pankle rod, which is a very, very, very high-end rod. There's not another rod out there that is better than a pankle rod. Those F1 cars that you see on TV... Chances are they have pankle rods on them, okay? And we all know how fast and high performance those sons of bitches are. So no need to change the rod. So 
Very durable rod. Carrillo is also another durable rod that he uses in other Japanese models. But longevity is key, and 20 hours for a race engine is a long time. Okay? Yes, we are dealing with an expensive engine, but Kiefer, is this engine worth it? So, guys, I roll that on the track. I get on the track. I just kind of accelerate. And, and like I said, I know what a 250 feels like. Um, the track that we tested at was Milestone. It was heavy dirt. It rained here in California a lot. So the dirt is actually pretty heavy and sticky. For California standards, we had long ruts going in the corners. And as, as East Coast-ish as I could get to test this thing. Guys, <clears throat> let me tell you. This thing, if you put it in second gear, it'll pull so far, okay? So far, you think, oh, I'm going to shift. You don't need to. You can run second gear down a straightaway for, uh, it seems like forever. Like, I don't have to shift to third. So it's crazy how much pulling power this has over stock. After I rode a couple sessions, he has a map one and map two. We changed some uh, mapping on the ECU. So we found some good settings on the ECU and stuck with that right away. And then I began pretty much to feel what this bike does on the track. So bottom end delivery. I told Chad this when I tested. I go, look, no matter how much horsepower you build into this, the KTM character, the, the power curve, is still, it feels the same. So if you guys know what a Yamaha YZ250 feels like, it's really barky and low-endy and just brat, really gnarly off the bottom. The KTM isn't like that. Even with this engine package, it is manageable, um, has a way more connection to the rear wheel than a Yamaha does, and it's just a linear, smooth feeling that's just super broad. So the stock engine character isn't gone. You don't get all this new feeling when you ride this built XPR engine, but what you're getting is just more meat. There's just more pulling power with extra... I guess if you say, hey, I want a pepperoni pizza with extra cheese, this is what you're getting. You're getting extra cheese on this XPR engine. You're just getting a lot more connectivity. I felt more positive on the track everywhere with this engine compared to a stock engine. Now, coming out of a corner, I still really couldn't use third gear on this tight of a track. I would have gone up a tooth or two on the rear if I wanted to use third gear, but don't let that deter you guys. This second gear on this engine is the best second gear roll-on I've ever tried on any race engine 250. I could run second gear so many places, and then when I shifted to third, RPM response was boom, boom, boom. It was there. It was really connected. It's sharp. It's crisp. Um, and third gear just shoots out from underneath you. It's, it's awesome feeling. So where I feel this is such a huge advantage is I could be lazy in second gear, keep second gear long and shift later and, and kind of make some time up, I guess. So if we're dealing with race-oriented things and this is a race engine, if I'm coming out of a corner and my competitor has to shift to third, boom, that's a split second I can gain a little bit, right? Because I don't have to shift till later on. And chances are maybe I don't have to shift to third because the straightaway is shortened. So I can just leave that son of a bitch in second. It's crazy how good that is. And and for you guys to feel that, I wish everyone could feel what I felt because when you could accelerate from second gear and not have to shift, it gives you such a, a warm feeling because you're like, oh man, stand by because I don't have to shift. I can be lazy, 
but yet be aggressive because I don't have I I don't have to do extra work to haul ass. And in racing, guys, that's huge. It saves you energy. It saves you time. Your lap times get cut short, and your competitions are going. What the frick's going on? Like, why is this guy pulling me? Why is he a second and a half better than me? Well, that's because of the engine. Because you can ride it, you know, less aggressive, 450-like, and get around the track faster. So it's impressive. It's hard for me to explain over podcasts, but I'm telling you guys, trust me. I've ridden a lot of bikes. This second gear pull is very far. And and let me flash back to Justin Brayton's bike when I rode. It was the same thing. His second gear was so long. It was crazy. No wonder he pulls whole shots because he can leave that son of a bitch in second all the way down the straightaway. It's crazy. So Chad has this bottom end engine delivery really nice. It's not too gnarly down low. We talked about this. I go, look, I've I've ridden with built Yamahas. And Yamaha has just massive amounts of torque down low. And then it's kind of short no matter what you do. It's just you have to short shift this Yamaha engine. Well, with this KTM, you can leave each gear longer i guess that's what i want to say like you could just leave it in each gear longer and with the yamaha you have to come out of the corner blast out and shift and then it pulls very hard but i feel like you can be um you can do less work on the ktm versus the yamaha so um over rev top end man (laughs) he gave me the horsepower numbers on this thing which it doesn't really matter in the world of, of riding the bike because it's all a feeling to me, you know. Um, we talk shit about fake science and Paul and, and dyno readings and engineers. I really don't give a shit about dyno numbers. Um, all I give a shit about is feeling on the track and how the bike feels and how I ride it. Um, it pulls so far on top in and over rev that when I accelerate out of corners, these 450s that are gassing it down the straightaways, I can actually catch them. There's less weight on a 250. I got more horsepower. And I'm telling you what, guys. This bike has a 350. It, it has nothing on this bike. A 450, it's more in the realm of a 450. It, when I ride it, I feel like I'm riding a 450. Um, I can come out of corners. I don't have to seat bounce shit. I can stand up, soak the jump. And when I went back to the tr- same track the next day, I rode a stock 250. And thinking, okay, this will be good. This will be I'll be able to feel this coming out of a corner, you know, compared to yesterday's uh XPR engine. Dude, I couldn't even clear some of the jumps. I felt like a nerd on the track because I'm trying to seat bounce this shit and I couldn't even barely clear it where yesterday on the XPR engine I could stand up, soak it and clear it just fine. So, to appreciate this engine <laughs> it's an understatement, guys. Like I can't like I said, I can't explain it over the podcast, but Chad knows what he's doing when it comes to pulling power and making the bike feel free. This is my next topic that I want to talk about. Chad's engines always have this free feeling. The the Justin Brayton bike, okay, had this feeling of no engine braking, and it just made the bike handle really well. It didn't settle. I'm sorry, it settled and it didn't pitch, okay? Same goes for this XPR engine, this KTM, guys. Accelerating down this straightaway... Long ruts, grabby dirt. Oh shit, I'm going to let off. It's going to pitch. It's going to dive forward. The engine braking's not there. So your fork doesn't load. So your rear end doesn't come up. The bike stays flatter. That has something directly to do to, um, to the, the freaking transmission coatings 
and what he does inside the engine to make it free feeling. To me, besides horsepower, lack of engine braking is a huge thing on a four-stroke. If you ride a two-stroke, you don't get a lot of engine braking. But when you ride a four-stroke, you get a ton of, of front wheel bias feeling because of the engine braking, which can help on hard pack tracks. But you do not want, if you're an East Coast guy and you got grabby dirt, you do not want a lot of engine braking because it upsets the chassis load when off throttle. So getting less engine braking, which you can tune out with this Vortex, which he has done, which you can do with the transmission coatings, which he's had done, and other engine parts inside of the engine, which he has done. So all of that combined produces a free revving. You, I'm like, if you guys could see me what I'm doing right now in the studio, I'm using my throttle hand, right? So that free feeling, right, 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 that free feeling and like it doesn't drag is such, such a nice feeling on the track because it the makes the bike feel exciting, reactive, poppy. You can jump over things, bop, 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 and makes the whole bike feel like it has less weight on it. And most importantly, it doesn't dive into corners. So you can really tune your suspension a different way now because now you don't have that front end pitch. And for me, for you guys out there with KTM owners, you guys know how much diesel braking you have on those things. There's a lot of engine braking on KTMs, Husqvarna's, and Yamahas. Trust me, probably the most, of those three bikes I ride the most, right? Um, if I'm spending my own time and uh, riding dirt bikes, those three bikes are the bikes that I ride the most. So having that free feeling is such an advantage on a tacky, um, grabby track like I rode. And for you guys listening back east, huge advantage. So to me, excellent job with that part of the engine that a lot of people overlook, okay? A lot of people just slap a high compression piston in there. I'm going to rod it, piston it, valves. Yeah, it's bitching. Well, dude, now you got extra engine braking because when you go to a high compression piston, you get more engine braking. That's why I never put a high compression piston in a Yamaha because, dude, you exacerbate the engine braking by two. And now you got this bottom end power, but when you roll off, whole like you dive forward because there's so much damn engine braking. So just know that these transmission treatments and these these uh, these coatings that they do inside the engine or Chad does inside the engine is a huge part of not only making horsepower but providing a free feeling for you guys out there when you're riding. Hey, what's up? Technology. That's what I'm talking about here. It's a great thing. I love it. But I also can pull my hair out with it as well. However, there is a company that you probably have seen on the Rockstar Husqvarna race team, Dean Wilson, Jason Anderson, called Skosh. It's spelled S-C-O-S-C-H-E. You can go to skosh.com and check out all the products. They have really, really cool stuff. They have headphones. They have boom bottles. They have phone chargers for your Droid, your iPhone. They have magic mounts. They have wireless chargers. They have huge cables that will reach all the way across your house if you need a charger and you don't have an outlet close like my house. I don't have that many outlets. They just have a bunch of cool products to make your life easier when you're out in the garage, when you're in your car, when you're at your house, just I'm really, really pumped to have these guys on board because they sent me some stuff. I use it all the time. 
My favorite thing is the boom buoy. It's a speaker that floats on the water. I can hang out in the pool in the backyard, listen to my music. I'm a big music guy. So they just make really cool stuff that makes my life easier. Founded in 1980, Skosh Industries is a Ventura-based, Southern California, of course, award-winning innovator of consumer technology, power sports, and car audio products. Don't forget, car audio. You're traveling, you're sitting in traffic. You guys need to check them out, skosh.com. Committed to delivering the superior products that we all want, quality and functionality, exceptional value, and unmatched customer service. The designers and engineers at Skosh develop products that reflect a rich heritage in audio and mobile technology. Skosh finds inspiration in the California lifestyle, culture, music, and people. These influences can be seen in accessories and products that are now in the hands of homes, offices, vehicles, and people all over the world. 50 countries, okay? Hundreds of patents, trademarks, and countless industry awards received. It's easy to see why Skosh is constantly at the forefront of technology. These guys are cool. They're huge motorcycle enthusiasts. They even gave us a product code, SCOKT25. That's SCOKT25. Use that code when you go to skosh.com. Get 25% off. Seriously, guys, go check them out. You won't ever get it. If you want to hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'll let you know more. But very cool guys over there. Thanks, Skosh. Skosh.com. You looking for some good oil out there? I know you are because I get a lot of questions to my email inbox about oil. Heck, I'm at the track. People stop me and ask about oil. On the Pulp MX show, lots of callers. What oil should I run? So I'm going to let you on a little secret. I've been testing an oil that's called Moto Blood. Bloodlubricants.com. Go check them out over there at bloodlubricants.com. Go view everything they have. There's all different kinds of oils. You got an ATV, you got a street bike, you got a UTV, or you got a YZ450F in your garage. Blood Lubricants has an oil for you. Okay? Jefferson Green, he's been in the oil industry for a long time, since 1983. But he's been a motorcycle enthusiast for longer than that. So he wanted to create an oil that was good that lasted a long time and didn't break down and even cooled your engines down a little bit more than you're used to because, heck, I'm going to tell you something straight up. was testing this stuff a couple months, did a lot of temperature readings. Engine temps were always anywhere from 25 to 30 degrees cooler with the Moto Blood 1040. And you want to even know something that's crazier? It's 100% fully synthetic oil. You guys know me. Synthetic wasn't my choice when it comes to some bikes, right? I ran it in the Yamaha and I ran it in the Honda. Wasn't too stoked on synthetic oils. Well, went and tried this. No slippage, no drag, 100% synthetic. It 100% works. So, hey, go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Mention Kiefer in your order, please order, and get 25% off. It's that easy. And if you guys have any questions about this oil, Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. I can discuss more what it does for you, what it does for your bike. But, hey, it's in my test bikes right now. I've had zero failures. It's really reliable oil. It's very good, 100% synthetic. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. One of my first sponsors ever was FMF Racing. I wrote resumes. That's right, handwriting for you young bucks out there. Handwritten resumes and mailed them out 
lick the stamps, sent them off their way, onto every company that had an address in these magazines that I looked at when I was younger. I was a 125 novice, 14 years old, sent my resume off, and I literally camped out by the mailbox every night, hoping to get something back that says, we've accepted your sponsorship, now you're a writer. And you know what? One day, guess what showed up? A letter from FMF Racing. And you know what it said inside of it? Congratulations, Chris. You just got 60% off. Can you imagine that? 125 novice, 60% off? Dude, I thought I made it. I thought I was in. I couldn't wait to tell my dad that he was going to save money and we're going to buy like 87 silencers and pipes now because we save him so much money. <laughs> Nonetheless, those guys were on board with me a long time ago when I was very young and now they're back on board with this podcast. I think it's very cool and thank you, Little D. And you guys know, I don't want any advertiser on here unless I back their products and I back FMF Racing and the quality that it comes with. For 45 years, they've approached everything they do at FMF as riders first. That's why it means the world to them to be on top of every major reader survey. Okay, They want to make exhaust systems that you want. They want to make exhaust systems they want. So it makes sense. It's They're stoked when they hear guys say, hey man, I love your product. Trust me, I've been around Little D long enough. He loves that stuff. There's nothing more joyful in a guy's business to know that their products work. Same thing goes for my podcast, guys. So founder Don Emler is hands-on today as he was in the beginning. He's out there grinding, welding. Quality is his first concern. He builds everything from the ground up in the USA where he can oversee and control manufacturing. At FMF, they approach everything with the same mentality. Whether you're playing on the trails or backing the fastest names in racing, they set out to be number one. Thanks to all of you, fellow riders, we're leading the pack. They are leading the pack because of you guys out there buying the product. So, as you guys know, you guys go back into my podcast. I talk about FMF. Great products. Head over to fmfracing.com. Get yourself set up. Go look and see what they offer because they offer a lot. If you have any questions, hit me up. Chris at keyforinktesting.com and I'll answer them for you. Thanks, FMF. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the keyforinktesting.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 6dhelmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay, I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys, and it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Screen printing. 
Done.com. I hate it when they put sirens in commercials. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I wish I had that shirt. Would cover my boy boobs nicely. Screenprintingdone.com. We make kick-ass t-shirts. Made with bits of real panther. We get it done. So you know it's good. Screenprintingdone.com. Screenprintingdone.com. I wish I had a service that said uh, that you guys can come rent this bike for 15 minutes and just to ride so you guys know what a real good built engine feels like. You, people say, I'm not spending that much money. But once you ride an engine that fun, that exciting, it immediately makes you a better rider. It immediately makes you have more fun on the track. And it just makes riding a, so much fun. I ride dirt bikes every day. When I went home, I left the track. I'm driving out of the track. I thought about that bike all the way home because that's how much fun I have. Usually I leave a track and I don't think about a motorcycle 80% of the time, right? But that 20% of the time are bikes like these that make riding super fun for me. So Chad did an excellent job with this engine. Um, basically how I just wanted to do this podcast is to talk to you about the work Chad does and what he offers and what this KTM felt like. If you guys don't want to spend seven grand, I get it. Trust me. I don't have seven grand to spend on a 250 engine. I understand that. He does do, you know, stage one packages, I guess, that'll cost half of what you're paying for this package. And Chad knows his shit about tuning Vortex ECUs. Like I said in the first part of this podcast, there's only a few guys I trust in SoCal. One is Jamie from Twisted, very knowledgeable, um, trustworthy. Chad is another guy that knows his shit about Vortex ECU settings. So if you guys are looking, especially for, for me, I, I rode his Honda stuff and I rode this KTM stuff. Um, for you CRF 450, 250 owners, call up Chad. Seriously, he knows a lot about this Vortex. He has good map settings and can really change the character of your bike. And just like we talked about in this podcast, engine braking, he can tune some of that out for you to really help you balance your bike out. But... Um, kudos to Chad at XPR for, for, uh, doing this engine. It's very fun. Um, exciting to ride. Whoever this kid is that's getting this over, you know, back East, I think he's training at club or something. Uh, one of those puppy mills back there. I don't know what, which one it is, but, um, you're going to have a good bike, dude. You're going to have a, a damn good bike. So there's no excuses why you can't win. So when you roll in and you got fifth or something, don't bitch about this bike because, uh, it's nothing to do with the bike. Um, quick funny story before we get off of here. Vaz Bazin, and, and, and excuse me if I butcher his name, he's an MXGP kid, maybe an EMX or uh, MXGP or you know MX2 kid. I, I don't know. I think he's an MX2 or EMX kid. Um, he's out here training for the winter. So Vaz Bazin, look him up. You guys don't know who he is. Um, he rode, He was out riding and testing with his dad, I think, and he had his bike, his KTM bike, and he's riding it and doing mo- doing 40-minute motos, getting ready for GPs, right? He comes up to Chad and asks him, hey, can my kid ride the bike? And he's like, yeah, after Kiefer rides it, whatever. So um, he gets in, he rides it, you know, three or four laps. He comes in. Dude takes his helmet off and is, like, so ecstatic. He couldn't believe how good this engine was. He's like, it's riding it. – I can't do his accent. It's like riding a 450. 
It is like riding a 450. He couldn't believe how good this engine was. So for a GP kid that gets built in engines to race and to hop on one of Chad's XPR engines and say it's that impressive, uh, it kind of like validated what I was telling Chad all day. I was like, okay, good. Like, you know, Chad's just, he knows that I'm not blowing smoke up his ass, that the engine's really good. So um, I thought that was cool that a GP kid rode the engine and was that impressed with it. I think he rode on a Honda team last year. And he's on a KTM team this year. So uh, he said it's the fastest 250 engine he's ever ridden. So um, there's that. So if you guys uh, have any questions, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferingTesting.com. Or go visit XPRMotorsports.com. Um, go visit Chad or just Google XPR Motorsports. You can find it. And, uh, yeah, call up Chad if you guys have any engine work you want done or even ECU stuff you want done to your bike. Again, Chad doesn't advertise, Chad doesn't do anything for me over here, but just I like to help people that do good work, that are honest and good people. And when they actually, when those good people have really good packages, I even get more excited, man, because I want to let you guys know out there that there is some good people that are not looking to rip you out, rip you off and uh, take pride in their work. So Chad does all of those things, so I really wanted to do this podcast, especially after I wrote it, man. I really wanted to get it out there before the holidays so you guys knew about it. So thank you, Chad at XPR, for building a very fun 250 engine. This makes me, dude, this honestly makes me want to ride a 250. So I've been pondering this idea for 2019. I'm going to go build me a 250, and I'm going to ride it and race it because honestly, just like this Rockstar Edition, every time I got on and I had fun, I, I feel the same way every time I get on a, a built 250. Like, they're just so light and fun. And honestly, I think I'm faster on a 250, a good 250, than I am on a 450. And for you guys that are out there that hit me up, you're a vet guy. I am 200 pounds. I don't know if a 250 is good for me. Dude, 250 is plenty for you if you have a little bit of work done to it, you know? And even the, some of the stock ones are plenty for these guys, especially if you're not a pro, you're just looking to have fun with your buddies or race a couple, you know, if you're a weekend warrior, dude, buy a 250. It's safer. You probably have more fun. You won't get arm pump as quick. Um, yes, 450s are fun. And actually a lot of them are really manageable to ride, but you still have weight behind that. So you got to push that weight around. I think that's what makes the 250 so fun. And you watch these, you know, the Troy Lee guys and the KTM or even the star guys and the Yamahas, they're faster at times because the bikes handle better because they don't got as much weight. So if you're on the fence to find a 250 or a 450, don't be scared to to put the 250 in the mix on your decision because a little bit of work on a 250, dude, come take it from me. These things are fun to ride when they're when they're crisp and nice and, and good. It's awesome. So um, just know that. If you have any questions, hit up the email. I'll, I'll answer them for you. Um, hey, Everyone go out there, spend some time with your families for the holidays, love each other, give your family a hug and a kiss because uh, it's that time of year when you reflect on all the things they've done for you. And uh, chances are, if you listen to this podcast, your mom or dad got you into riding. So, hey, just thank them for teaching you or giving you a sport that you love so much. Uh, If it wasn't for my dad, you know, taking me out when I was six years old around the yard on a 50 I uh, wouldn't be here talking to you guys or I wouldn't be enjoying myself. Wouldn't be, you know, smiling under my helmet when I rode Chad's bike. So all these things you can reflect on nowadays as the holidays is a good time to do it. Tell your parents thank you. Um, kiss your kids 
and just uh, really get into the holiday spirit and get off your phones. Um, I'm not going to be on Instagram that much. I'm going to pay attention to my family and uh, go ride my dirt bikes with my with my kid. You know. So um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting the advertisers that, that support this show. It means a lot. Um, again, these advertisers are on here because I believe in the products. Um, I do not take advertisement just to simply take money. That does nothing for you, does nothing for me. And uh, we're here just to give you the straight the straight bullshit on uh, what it is, everything about dirt bikes, okay? So uh, thank you for joining me. We'll see you next year. Oh, man, there's so much going on next year. I wish I could explain it, but it's going to be a fun time. So stay tuned to keyforingtesting.com. Listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Of course, go to pulpmx.com. We'll be doing daytime program again. Steve has a bunch of cool stuff up there. And listen to the Pulp MX Show. It's a fun time. Get some laughs, learn some stuff, even some after dark. It's always a good time. You know I'm all about that. So thank you for joining me. Thanks to Chad at XPR. Go check him out. Go check his website out. Give the guy a shot if you guys want to build your engines. And uh, stay tuned. Next year, it's going to be fun. See ya.